Spotted the props when I was just silently air drumming away. I was like, "Don't spit, don't spit take, don't spit take, don't spit take." I was dangerously close to go. Boom, boom, boom. That'd have been great. That'd have been great. It, it would have been an immediate outtake, an immediate, um, I don't know, fade to black. Uh, what was that? Was it The Sopranos that ended with just poof, cut to black? Yeah, 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 yeah. it was. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was it? Was no. It, no. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, it doesn't really matter, I guess, but some TV so show it, it, somewhere. It a generation of people. Yeah. Anybody invested in that show immediately <laughs> then, uh, took to the producer's door with, with knives and hatchets. Absolutely. To revivify the nature of The Sopranos. Absolutely. No, exactly. Yeah. So how's things, sir? Oh, not, yeah, not, not too bad, bad mate. Not too bad. Uh, what have I been doing? What have you been doing? There's another game, game out, out on the... I've renamed the it the Shelter Inc. page. page to give it Do more tell. Uh, and it, an inclusive game feel, as it were. I thought like... Okay. Have something there because we've got all our web series stuff, we've got all the stuff that we do with Sherlock. And I thought, like, oh, we've got the game, and I thought, like, oh, the game needs a sequel of some sort. And I thought, ah, but like, does it need a sequel or does it need more things on the page and make it kind of more of a uh, collection, collection of puzzles, puzzles and yeah. activity things. things so, so you can, you can we've got our main page where you can go watch, watch things, things and then our other page where you can go do things and have, have a great time doing these things. I like that you showed us. You can watch things, you can do things. Go have a look at things. And it also gives us, I thought, oh, we've got a page where it's not just pinned down, down to, 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 to just to an just escape game. We can try all sorts of stuff. Observation, observation games. games. Little sort of like, you know, little, little thing we entertain people, entertain ourselves, trying different avenues and obstacles and doors and what have you. Options, as they were. I am tumescent at the possibilities, sir. Yes, yes, that's it. There's a VR option we can do at some point. Are we looking into that? We can make a game in VR. All people need is... A VR. Who wouldn't want to be able to wear this beard? I mean, come on. <laughs> Not grow your own. Never mind any of that. Wear this specific beard. We'll make a game called Ben. Or yours. But yours is, yours is more like, yours isn't a staple part of your face. Yours comes and goes. Mine just disappears, it falls off and I put another one on as it, as it happens. The grey stage for some reason, I don't know why that's happening. It's because you're channeling your inner Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I'm thinking of making a game which is basically just in here with the stairs and I'm going to call it Escape the Stairs. Get out from the stairs. That's an escape room under your stairs. That's what you you know, like most of these um, kind of shite on ITV too. Like I, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Has I'm a celebrity, get me out of here now. 
Love Island has whatever Love Island is on ITV2 where you catch up on it like straight after the show. We should have the Deductionist podcast and then afterwards yeah, yeah. have Under the Stairs. <laughs> <laughs> like Talking, talking dead, dead, that kind that of thing, where we just talk about the Talking Deduction. Oh, hang on. Damn it, I can't watch it with sound right now. Oh, I'll pop the comment on. Uh, I can't watch it with sound right now. I hope there'll be a replay. I've been, that says, scouring the internet to find information about getting superhuman smell. Well, don't worry. We have it covered. In terms of a replay, don't worry about a replay. I'm presuming you are new to the channel. Um, but don't worry about a replay because it will be posted as the podcasts always are Fridays. Yeah. So this is just a live session where anybody who is about can join in if okay. they want to. Have a word with us. Yeah. Toss the pipe down. Yeah, tell the pipe down. Tell us to wear less offensive T-shirts. I've just noticed the camp T-shirt that I've got on. Whoops. Have less offensive man boobs and that kind of thing. <laughs> my, my... They, are, they have become quite offensive, I'm not going to lie. I've been working on these bad boys. They are Listen, to be if, te if Terry Crews can make a career out of flexing his, then so can you. <laughs> Why is the subscriber count going down? No. <laughs> the, the comments fly in. Adam, get your boobs out immediately. A million I'm subs. Really Done. Do. That's it. I'll do it. It's for the money. <laughs> This is so off-brand with the nature of Psych. Oh, they are a, they are a, a family-friendly um, uh, dramedy. Uh, I, I think is the uh, is the exact term. You know, the drama comedy uh, and the like. Uh, and so far, I'm wearing this T-shirt. We've mentioned Adam's breasts and and OnlyFans. Do you want I, to more? <laughs> I apologize to Steve Franks unreservedly <laughs> because I am going to send him this episode afterwards. I presume you don't know because you've only you've only clocked a few episodes. Um, uh, I'm the uh, I'm the psycho of the group here. Uh, Steve Franks wrote uh, wrote psych. Uh, 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 it came up with the concept and, and uh, you know got it got it got it made the, the the first episode they got in writers after the fact um i've been listening to to the the podcast that's run by um uh, maggie and tim um uh, on the, it's called the psychologists are in they play uh, uh, juliet o'hara <laughs> and uh, and and carlton lassiter uh, and and the like on the show. We we uh, I did an episode a while back on the importance of Colton Lasseter. We've spoken about Henry Spencer uh, as as well before. The the guy who sent me the uh, the voice clip yeah, on, on the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> among, among the other celebrity <laughs> wedding videos of that day. I, I know. Like we we got like <laughs> we got like poor, how many two. <laughs> we got two. Yeah, we, 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 right? yeah. I'm a famous I'm a podcaster, podcaster now. now. You told me this. Well, we will be. We will be. 
So for all they were police helicopters. They found the bodies. But they won't find me. Just to be clear, he didn't put them there. Um, uh, and, the, and they're like, he found them using his, check this for a segue, he found them using his super smeller. Hey, don't tell me I can't crowbar in a segue from anywhere. <laughs> so, in short, sir, Burton Guster, sometimes known as Bruton Gaster, uh, uh, as as part of the show, um, <laughs> or Gus TT Showbiz uh, and the like, often referred to as not being this crevice in Sean's arm, um, which will make no sense to you whatsoever. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a kind of recurring part uh, on the show when Sean introduces himself. He's like, "Hi, I'm Sean Spencer, and this is my partner," and then just makes up a name on the spot. <laughs> I, I'd like uh, Gus TT Showbiz was one of them, uh, and then whenever Gus is, um, you know, acting out or moaning and whatnot, there'll be things like Gus, don't be this crevice in my arm. Gus, <laughs> Gus, don't be the ribs that tips over Fred Flintstone's car. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Can we, can, we, can we please start our podcast that way? I'll introduce you as someone completely different, and you. <laughs> That's it. Welcome back. My name's Ben Cardle, and this is Methuselah Honeysuckle. Um, <laughs> although I should say that was Henry Spencer's one. That wasn't. Uh, that, was, that wasn't sure. Fine. I'm sorry. I just realised that we were both talking over the top of each other. There. What were you saying? You can. No, no, it's okay. We can be so delightfully British, and you can go. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Do not know. <laughs> Was that your your innate Britishness coming out? Out, out nasally. You sound like the um, um, the the guy from Family Guy with the what was his name? Hagley Bottom Tooth or Hadley Snaggle Tooth? He goes. <laughs> yeah, that guy. But his his jaw, like kind of from yeah, the side, it's it sticks out here, sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, people, people listen to this now. now. I know. So God, uh, they... <laughs> subscribe a lot. Subscribe a lot. Subscribe a lot. Um. Uh, anyway, so Gus, amongst his seemingly endless knowledge of of everything from his his job which involves pharmaceutical sales but in terms of random stuff he's an expert safe cracker uh, uh he's got an almost savant like knowledge of of area codes and zip codes uh, and the like amongst that ridiculously awesome skill set he has what he refers to as the super smeller uh, and the like so whenever there is Whenever there is a moment where they are running low on information, you'll see Gus start to do this. <laughs> and they're like, and it's never, it's never anything small. I, I presume it's down to the comedy of the show, and and, uh, <laughs> and he does it, he does it hilariously. It's never just, it's it's always with the full part of the face with the. <laughs> uh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. But in short, he is able to decipher what things are 
just from smelling them and the information that's connected to this right. to this idea so i'm going to ask you just objectively before before we get into it right why do you think it is that when you smell something the memories or the information that's connected to it because you can smell something and think oh that reminds me of steak and then the last time i had steak and then oh i'm so hungry great that's a memory connected to other things or you can be smell like that smells disgusting that makes me want to vomit uh, and the like it, it has equally powerful effects so yeah. why do, why do you think it is that on the surface this the, the nature of smelling is connected to strong uh, strong thoughts strong memories strong images this way um personally for me, for me smelling, smelling is, is nostalgic, nostalgic in a way, in a way. The, the most memorable, memorable smells i have are of things, things that remind me of the past that's, that's the time when i can tell you it is you know yeah, oh god god that, that, that. I know this is weird. That candle. <laughs> That's Mate, just, I, I've I, got I, three I, packs I, of incense I, over there that we burn on a regular basis. You're in good company, sir. You're in good company. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a certain, certain smell, smell that I can only get in, get in my, my, uh, my dad's, dad's garden. Of like, for some reason, some that reason area specifically, I'll go I'll back go to my certain time, time or, or you know, around houses or anything like that. It's a very kind of like. Um, um, iconic, iconic smells in everybody's, everybody's house. house. Mm. Sometimes, Sometimes you don't find the same thing smell in everybody's house. house. But I will know, like, if I smell somewhere, somewhere whose house, house it is. is. It, it's, it's a dead, a dead weird, weird thing I've been able to do, but it's sort, sort of like, like you know, you know, and I imagine people can do it as well, but it just reminds me and takes them back. There was a while ago, even years, certain years, it's like sometimes smell something and you're like, God, I remember. Way back, Way back when, when, when did, did that, that and I had that aftershave on, and now I can now smell that, and it brought me straight back to, to, to such and such a time. Or, like you say, the other way around, where this is more of a grosser aspect. Cover your ears, delicate people, cover your ears. I used to go to Georgia, and we all used to drink protein drinks. Yeah. Things, things will happen. And I'll say it. The protein farts are sometimes. <laughs> to be fair, not just us. Not just us. To be fair, right? Not just us. God, no. We had, yeah, a number of people around us working out the time. And, you know, you'd be able to, like, go. Oh, yeah. You was it. It's definitely such a name would problem. With, with, with each, each smell, smell that come with oh, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> why have you done, done this? this? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was but now on memory for me. Smell something all along the line. that's what that is. That's yeah, but it's immediately connected. You get you get where you were. You get the the sights. You get the yeah. sounds. You get what who you spoke to, possibly, possibly even what they were wearing, possibly even what you were doing, possibly even the time of year that you were doing it, depending upon the location, inside, outside, that kind of thing, and the like. Yeah. Now, if you look into a number of scientific uh, documents uh, on the matter, they've discovered that odors themselves take direct root through to your limbic system and your, your, your limbic system is I, I can't show you specifically because it, it, it'd be kind of like back here 
inside of yep. your head kind of thing. But you know when you go towards the back of your head and you feel like a little lump sort of here? Yeah. yeah. That's your cerebellum. So imagine going just like a, a couple of inches in that way. That's right. that's that's where your that's limbic where exactly that's that's where your limbic system is, and within that, it's made up of um, I believe four different parts, which is um, uh, the hypothalamus, the amygdala, the thalamus, and the hippocampus, uh, and the like. Now, now if you look at the parts of the brain that take over from work in in memories. That's your hippocampus and the hippocampal regions and the like. And now if you're looking at the actions uh, of, of the amygdala, uh, uh, that's uh, that's uh, fears, emotions uh, and the yeah. like. If you've ever developed an irrational phobia uh, and, and the like. Now, like I, I openly, I'm I'm a thalassophobic uh, and the like, which which means I have fears of the deep ocean uh, uh, and the like. I have that. I think I have that. Yeah, which, <laughs> which, I mean, petrified. I would argue that it's not irrational at all. There's things in there which can just completely eviscerate you. Just eviscerate you. But it, yeah. but essentially, <laughs> if if you look at the, um, I'm I'm going to be really reductionistic about the data here, really kind of semantic. So, if you are listening in the future, and you are in the field, don't come after me because I'm cutting out a lot of information for the sake of making it really easy to explain. If you look at what the amygdala does when it re when it remembers a fear, yeah. you have an intense experience of holy shit i'm scared out of my mind and your amygdala through your visual through your visual cortex will essentially take a picture okay, of that kind of thing this is how people can develop fears of cotton wool olives sunflowers is a is a really popular one um there was a there was a lady that used to work on nights at that place that we worked at that was that was scared of sunflowers uh, <laughs> Uh, and and the like, which is, you know, probably uh, got its own smells that you know you can distinctly remember in you know shivering the dark that kind of thing. But hundred percent. But it, it might not necessarily be about the sunflowers in that state with the with the amygdala being engaged. It might be something that's going on around it, uh, and the like. There's a number of hypnotherapists that I know who have um, uh, taken people back in their fear of fur. Uh, uh, and the like to when they were young and they were wearing like a big fur coat and they fell down some stairs and all that they had as part of their memory was the sensation of fur uh, and that, that if there was a big hood it, it kind of uh, invaded parts of their sight so that's that that became attached to that sensation and it spiraled out of control anyway that's not a discussion of fear my point is is that when it comes to uh, the action of of odor and smelling it goes directly towards that area. So, like you say, for example, what are your first thoughts when you walk past someone, anyone, mm -hmm. uh, and they smell bad? Whether that be of bo, or there was a particular guy that we used to work with who would kind of effervesce alcohol after the night before. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 you generally, generally be kind of like, oh, yeah. you know, you know, very, very sharp, you? exactly. But what are you thinking 
off the smell. Are you thinking he smells bad or are you connecting it to what the smell is and the information and where he's, you know, the, the kind of the, the kind of things that would go into the creation of that smell? More so, uh, unfortunately, persons, I think, because... I think, I think for me, the smell of association. Yeah. So, no, I think, I think irrational things, things in terms, terms of where that smell is coming from, from. not where, where it probably, probably is coming from, from and the things, things that go that into it. it. <laughs> I'm thinking of probably, probably much more grotesque things of how that came to be from said persons, if you know who I'm on about. I know precisely who you're on about and the like. I mean, there was an incident involving a crutch mm -hmm. which yeah. immediately does that poop and the like but with with with, it, with that particular person there excuse my rather dirty hands as well i was doing pull-ups before we did this if you can't tell by the rather pronounced calluses <laughs> and, and the like <laughs> yeah it's all there i was just rubbing coal between my hands so i could color my beard that's all i was doing um but when when for want of a better phrase, when you came across her uh, and the like, and that smell, you were you were reminded of the lack of personal care. You were re reminded of the lack of personal hygiene, which reminded you of a, of an outlook that they must have in order to facilitate the growth uh, of of that particular smell. So, to that end, yeah, yeah, to that end, it is. Um, it is one of the theories that was put forward by, um, where's her name? I've got it in my notes. It's a great name as well. <laughs> there it is. Dawn Goldworm. Who? Dawn Goldworm. Dawn Goldworm. Dawn Goldworm. Bond villain. <laughs> she just sits on a chair stroking Earthworm Jim. <laughs> He's beautiful. <laughs> Why is she from the north of England? <laughs> She's beautiful. She's beautiful. There's people going from the north going, I don't talk like that at all. <laughs> anyway. So, her theory is not really a theory anymore. Uh, and the like. This has been proven to be understood now at this stage. Um, it's to the best of my knowledge, just to qualify that, because I've not read all the data that exists on this particular bit. Um, to the best of my knowledge, this is irrefutable. And the like. So when you when you chew, uh, and when you when you interact with those things. And the molecules in in the food, you know, if if you were being very molecular uh, uh, about the whole endeavour, they make their way back retronasally. So that's I can't do it because I'll throw up. But that's like uh, right to the back, yeah. right to the back. So in, into what into what's known as your nasal epithelium in that way. So all of what you consider flavour, yeah, is actually smell. Right. So when you're smelling something that is yeah, yeah. actual particles of it going in here, interacting with the nasal epithelium back here, 
and creating that feedback in terms of smell, taste, that creates the powerful association towards the limbic system, and you get that powerful memory as a response. See, now, See, unfortunately, now, because of that information, information you're turning those horrific, horrific memories of smell, smell for me into more traumatising realities. Um, because I'm becoming well aware, well aware now, now that, that I've tasted, tasted these things. things. <laughs> Essentially. You have. They've been, they've been, they've been yeah. We need like a little, we need a little sound bite of Meg from Family Guy going, a part of me is inside of you, Brian. <laughs> that's what we need as gross as as gross as that may sound but technically speaking i did not want technically speaking that's the truth right yeah so if if you think about it when you are eating something like oh god i don't know ice cream i was thinking yeah. of something particularly sweet what I, well, just so long as it's not something as work a day as vanilla yeah. yeah, you know, even if it's Neapolitan ice cream yeah. <laughs> and the like. Which, as a side note, when I was at my doing my very first degree in university, I I was in a class with a girl that when Neapolitan ice cream got brought up, she said, "Is that named after that French guy?" <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Why not? That Why was not? by and large our response. It was kind of like. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> but, but like, it it wasn't it wasn't annoying. You couldn't stay mad at her because she is by far and away. I mean, I imagine she is now, like, because I've not spoken to her in maybe a decade. But she she was by far and away the sweetest, most loveliest person you would ever hope to meet. Uh, and oh. and and as a side note, we used to play these uh, uh, kind of trust games. Uh, that yeah. you would do with fellow actors uh, and the like, where one, a bunch of you would stand on one side of the room and a bunch of you would stand on the other. And it's the job of one person to be blindfolded and then run towards the person calling out their name, right? Yeah. Now, I, I'm, partnered with, I'm partnered with her uh, in, in this particular game. And <laughs> you know, like, for how I am now, I've not really changed much in size for how I was when I was 18, 19, 20. I've st I'm, I'm just the same uh, in that way. So I'm quite a large individual. She was five foot three. Uh, and she was, ma she was maybe, maybe I'd hazard a guess, maybe eight stone, nine stone went through. She was a tiny, tiny lady. Uh, and <laughs> and and she she said uh, she said at the start Ben just follow my voice I, I said insert name here <laughs> be warned because I don't care if I charge into the wall <laughs> this was right this was right at the kind of peak of my stunt training during this particular time so I was at the stage where like even if I charge at the wall I know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the blindfold on and I ran. Oh, my, my intention was my intention was to stop a few feet before her. Yeah. Yeah. Because we'd been in that room a few times and I knew how many strides it took. Yeah. Yeah. Little did I know that because she was so unsettled, she'd moved forwards to try and stop me from <laughs> you steamrolled steam it. 
I steamrolled it. Hard man. <laughs> I steamrolled it. Jesus. Anyway, so That's you are sm- you are you are smelling. Look, uh, you are eating ice cream. Yeah, uh, and the like at this particular stage, and this is something I encourage everybody to do. Not just eating ice cream; the experiment itself. <laughs> obviously, obviously, if you're lac- if you're lactose intolerant, yeah. choose a choose a different brand or don't eat ice cream. But <laughs> you know when you you know when you're eating it, you you can taste like um, the 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 chocolate or the vanilla or the strawberry or whatever other bits. If it's Rocky Road, you can taste the marshmallows. If it's cookie dough, you can taste the bits or whatever it is. You can taste it all rustling around in there, right? Mm. What you do is you swallow your ice cream, um, <laughs> palate cleanser, bit of water, wash it all out. Yeah, yeah. Hold your nose, then put the ice cream in. It will just taste sweet because the sugar is interacting with the taste buds. You can't get much else of the flavour. If you think about how what what is the old wives' tale that 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 came out of trying to help children take their medicine? Uh, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Can't taste. You would hold your nose to stop tasting it as much, right? <laughs> I enjoy smelling bourbon and whiskey types. I love picking out the layered scents in them. Honey, twenty eight hundred. Me too. Me uh, too. Yeah. I love I it. Agree. <laughs> yeah. I, I, cheers, cheers to you, honey two eight zero zero. Honey two thousand eight hundred. Honey twenty eight hundred. However you say it. <laughs> and they're like this. This is um. I, I can uh, at this stage now. Uh, this probably says a little bit more about my whiskey habits than anything. <laughs> is is pick out the different Glenfiddichs? I was going to say that. Glenfiddich is is my is my favourite whiskey. So if uh, if somebody were to set up a row of Glenfiddichs, which I have done, <laughs> I, I I can I can I can tell the difference in in, in taste and smell. It, it's easier to do with rums. Uh, yeah, uh, and the like it's easier to do with rums, but this I is mentioned... isn't it? Like it will just, just a row, a row of every drink, drink. And we'll go through. It'll, It'll be hilarious, hilarious to watch you lose your all your inhibitions as well. That's... <laughs> and, you know, I memorize. <laughs> I'll just keep. I'll just don't you worry. I'll keep your mouth open. I'll just keep pouring. All right, steady. <laughs> 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 but so miss um or missus i don't know Goldworm's uh final thoughts on this is when you're walking down the street consciously indicate what you're smelling the more you use your nose the stronger it gets so when it comes to these types of things that you are smelling and you are not particularly familiar with the best way to encourage the development of a super smeller for those that don't just immediately have it uh like gus did in the show and on listening to the uh, the psychologists are in podcast both maggie and steve franks have this as well i don't didn't you know this this is something that, that i had to develop you have to actively encourage the connection between the information in that uh, way so yeah, yeah. like where wh- what was it you were drinking what was it you, that you were drinking it was havana rum and coke oh nice a, a little uh a, a, it's from cuba isn't it that havana rum it, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's cuba. oh, oh. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, anyway, before we digress into some random oh, suit you, sir. Oh, um, <laughs> very good, sir. <laughs> very good, sir. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um, if you don't know what that is, Google the Fast Show. Um, and grand irony is Johnny Depp once did a once did a scene with them uh, uh, as well for 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 comic relief for good few years ago. But so uh, in in those moments. That you've you've drank that enough that you could recognise the smell of it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's because when you're drinking it, there are connected uh, uh, positive reflections around the outside. It might be you've had a stressful day at work. Boom! There's just a one just to settle you off. It, it might be that you're having a party. That's your drink of choice. And I'm not saying any of these apply to you. I'm saying this is the norm of when people. People yeah. tend people tend to drink. It, it might be that you've gone to a rum tasting. It might be like that in in Hanley. There's a new rum bar opened that that serves uh, yeah. like tons of different rums and Jamaican food as well. I love Jamaican food, but that's just a side note. Oh, mate, absolutely unreal. The, the key is to make a positive affirmation in terms of what it is. So that yeah. you can connect it to something else inside your memory palace and the like. So for you, you and Havana rum, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to just put your nose to the glass now, mm-hmm. and I'm not expecting you to go, oh, it's got this in it or this in it, or like it, it doesn't need that because that's the nature of memory and that's the nature of the connected details. It's just what it reminds you of, right? Yeah. So when you smell that. What kind of images does it conjure up for you? Toffee and sweets. Toffee and sweets. Perfect. Perfect. All you would need to do then is create an image out of toffee and sweets, link it to Havana and Coke. Nice. Done. And store it in a specific part of your memory palace. That way... If you look at the nature of the linking system when it comes to memory techniques, in that one thing prompts you to another uh, and the like. We we looked at this in pipes. We've looked at it. I'm not going to go into the linking system now. If you don't know what the linking system is, YouTube it. There's there's a there's a ton <laughs> there's a ton of different things in it. But basically, there is there is an initial prompt that gets you to something else uh, and yeah. the like. You know, if if somebody, uh, even if you weren't a particular Queen fan, if somebody went. Yeah, yeah. You would know what song I'm on about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so. I just noticed my camera's dropping while I'm doing that. <laughs> but that's that's the nature of the linking system. Sound, a particular yeah. sound, prompts you to a song, which prompt might prompt you to Freddie, which might prompt you to more information, which might prompt you to Bohemian Rhapsody or whatever else. Right? That's yeah, the nature yeah. of the linking system. So when you've stored it in this way, the next time you smell toffee mm-hmm. and sweets uh, and the like, if you're inside of a bar. Somebody's got Havana and Cokes on the go. If you're inside, if you're inside of a sweet shop, that's a different thing. It might be this toffee smells exactly like Havana and Coke and the like, because you're visually being presented with something that's different. If you want to challenge the smell further, do it. Do it yeah, and the yeah. like, because you're you're naturally engaging curiosity. If you don't have curiosity when it comes to deduction, detection. Uh, 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 memorization, any of that kind of stuff that we've spoken about, 
yeah, yeah. previously, then you're never going to have the cerebral inclination right. to fancy up the words of it <laughs> to, to store to store that to store that kind of information. So me, just when I'm thinking, wait, wait. exactly. So for me, when I'm thinking of Glenn fifteen, it this is a weird contingency. But for me, it reminds me of a park bench in the park that I used to play in when I was a kid, after it had rained. Ah, uh, right, okay, okay. It's got that same kind of uh, aroma about it. Not, I mean, there may have been alcohol poured into the wood. I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't exactly live in a pleasant, <laughs> pleasant park growing up. But that's what the smell reminds me of. So rather than challenging the immediate connection, roll with it use the information so that next time you get a, a smell that comes by in terms of God, oh, and then you get that limbic system response that connects to the strong memory of this park bench yeah Glen, yeah. Glen Fiddick 15 year old uh, and the like oh incredible I mean it's, it's, I, I never thought of it before uh, sort of you know memorizing these smells and putting them to to a place where you can store them because I thought of it as like you need to not just memorize the smell, you've got to indicate the ingredients that go with the smell. Like the details that come with it have to be, oh, it's got to be, you know, it's this, this, and this, and this. thought of like, doesn't necessarily matter, it's just what it reminds you of. Yeah. And I suppose you could use that then and then do the details afterwards. If you go into this, like, some people do this professionally, don't they? You've nailed it. No, no, no immediate no kind of thing. I suppose it's, it's like two, two different, different uh, trains of thought. thought. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you've nailed it. Well, well, it's essentially, if if you want to, if you want to be, you know, kind of uh, on the nose about it, it's the same train of thought. Just one one point is further along than the other, uh, and the like. If if you want to recognise the difference between, I don't know, uh, red wine, white wine, and rosé wine. And you yeah. are you are just starting out on your wine tasting mission. You would go with those immediate connections after the fact. Then, after however many years, you're deciphering particular uh, brands, particular vineyards, particular vintages, and the like. That comes from an integral knowledge of what the wine is in this process. For me, that's not necessarily a particular a particularly needed requirement of my work. Uh, in, yeah, yeah. in that way but if it was that that'd be something that you could push forward for you know it's 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 a little like um have you ever been in a situation where you've where you've come home from work uh, or come home from somewhere and for whatever reason becky is in the house first of all either either cooking food or ordered food or there's some kind of food there yeah yeah and you have known what it is when you walked in the door. Oh, that smells like blah, 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 blah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you could argue that, like, say, for example, it's the easiest one, pizza. And like <laughs> a common yeah, yeah. takeaway or a common bung it in yeah, the oven yeah. kind of food. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah right? You might immediately smell pizza, but then know there's cheese, know there's bread. No, there's some kind of sauce. No, there's meat products attached because that's what you normally have uh, or together. Or if you if you dabble in the, the the vegetarian sides, then you you know you would know that's there as well. So you can start to make these kind of uh, virtually indecipherable connections based on other elements to that. You know, if if we were in the rum bar in Hanley, 
and we smelt the, the 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 toffee and sweets, we might be able to go, well, that's a dark rum uh, and the like, yeah, yeah. because that's what Havana is, right? Yeah, yeah. Havana is a dark rum. Wait, or is it a spiced rum? Havana's a light rum. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't drink Havana. But, like, when uh, you, we, we might be sat there and go, so uh, make the connection towards a light rum rather than specifically Havana because yeah. we are surrounded by tons and tons of similar smells. However, yeah. if we are in uh, Weatherspoons, mm. for example, and we smell toffee and sweets, that is much more likely that we can zero into rum and coke, more than likely Havana, because the rum selection in a place like Weatherspoons is decidedly smaller. <laughs> Given the fact that most people are coming in and go, Yeah, Captain Morgan's, that's the one. Oh, here we go. What a great question from Craig. What's the weirdest and or most disgusting thing that you have had to choose to smell during your year's training? <laughs> Sorry, but it had to be asked. <laughs> I see. You've been around his house now. He thinks you smelt it. Craig's been under my arm, so he knows what bad smells are like. Uh, <laughs> oh, <here's his. laughs> Um, <laughs> um, well, that that question was kind of ambiguous, right? So it could be for either of us. So how about how about you answer it first? What's the, what's the what's the weirdest and or most disgusting thing that you've had to smell? And you can't say me. <laughs> Probably, Probably um, portals. I once was and it was and just, just gasless. gasless. It was Festival Portaloo or a random Portaloo? Uh, Festival Portaloo. It was something ungodly. Is it way to describe? I think the flush broke. Let's just put it that way. And people, you know, it was a couple of days in. People were ill. Things are mixed together. Jesus. I think my eyelash burned away. Think about my eyelash burned away. My eyebrows have a good wrap from it. So for so for me that that <laughs> Craig says he's still recovering. <laughs> he did used to have like a full head of hair, but he went round and there was like a bald streak around after the fact. <laughs> um. So for for me there there are a, there are a few things. Um when I was when I was doing parts of my medical rotation um for for work experience uh, and the like you would go to um you, you would go to a certain number of people that have uh, a particular skin disorder uh, and the like that involved that involved dead skin and by yeah, yeah. by virtue of of the disease itself it needs regular cleaning otherwise the dead skin stays there and it coagulates and it festers and it can become disease ridden further 
after after the fact, right? You can make you can make a bad problem worse in in a nutshell. That is that is something I will never I will never be able to get out of my nose. <laughs> Because it was it was kind of like a mixture between uh, between aeroplane farts, old cheese, and and body odor, uh, and the like. Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of like a mixture between the two. So now you know I I am at the stage where I can smell several different skin conditions, which sounds pretty cool on the surface, but. That is only by virtue of the fact that the person in question has poor hygiene. Uh, and like it. has poor hygiene. When uh, when I was when I was going through the 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 tobacco ash study I did, because you know, being being a being a Sherlock Holmes enthusiast, I had to. Uh, and the like I had to. Yeah. Now, other than giving myself just debilitating chest issues for about eight months <laughs> afterwards. With no one to blame other than myself, it was entirely self-inflicted. Um, I, I did come away with uh, several horrible smell-related concerns, a good number of them from vapes, um, just because of this the sickly sweet nature of of the the vaping flavors that comes along with them. Um, but mostly down to rolling tobacco. Like I, I can, I can stand the smell of cigars. I can stand the smell of pipe tobacco. I can stand the smell of cigarettes, or and any kind of menthol, menthol derivatives therein. But when it comes to um, rolling tobacco, I don't know what it is, because it's 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 definitely just a personal thing. But it hits me worse, uh, and in it, and I always get this kind of convulsive, almost unconscious reaction to it uh, and the like and and it and it led me to a kind of physical feedback from uh, uh from developing connections towards my memories so like uh are you familiar with synesthesia no no sorry. so synesthesia in a nutshell is where your senses are, are confused you can taste sounds you can see smells this kind of thing it's it's a it's a definitive neuro disorder and and i experimented for around sort of six months in my early 20s to try and see if i could give myself synesthesia right uh, and it, it was after a fashion uh after a fashion but i have to ask then when you hear a fart and then you've, you've, you know, yeah, you've got you've that got confused sense, sense. Can you smell? Can you smell, <laughs> can you smell, you smell so far, so far without, without smelling the fart? You can just, just hear it, it. You can smell, smell it. it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it, those, those, those types of things make you kind of uniquely attuned to the origin of certain smells. Um, <laughs> the origin of certain smells. Not necessarily just farts. But like yeah, yeah, yeah. the the origin of of bad breath or a poorly timed burp or body odor, body yeah, yeah. like unique body odor. I can I can tell different people's body odor uh, by by the nature of their physical structure and the like. But you know that's 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 neither here nor there. What when it when it comes to the particularly strong smells when it's to do with you know the the vomit inducing nature of the chemicals that make up cigarettes. 
uh, and some of the sickly sweet flavors therein. When when I'm looking at sweet flavors, this is this is personal uh, to me. It affects me. Sweet nut does first of all, primarily at the back of my gums. So if you know if you take your top row of teeth and go yeah, towards yeah. the lack, yeah, yeah, that there, there. Oh, okay. That bit there. So when when you are then dealing with differing types of strength towards a chemical or indeed an alcoholic reference and the like, yeah, yeah. you're dealing with a register, and this is this is something that I I teach as part as part of my one on ones. You're dealing with a register of smells in terms of menthol and low tar brands hit towards mid mid palate. Uh, and the like, when you start to increase the different kinds and you get to fully fledged tar cigarettes and cigars and the like, they go towards the back of the throat, often affecting me me personally. I'm not able to teach that kind of, because <laughs> that's just me and the like. But in terms of where the, the physical manifestation of these smells are in your palate, it's it's like a, it's like a, a, a thermometer of sorts when it comes to low chemical, high chemical, in terms of how far back it registers. So you can kind of decipher based on that physical registry as well, which again is another connection towards limbic system registry and the, in the information that's stored there and the like. So if you've ever, um, have you ever had a dead leg? Yeah. yeah. Right? So what was the, what was the situation that brought about the dead leg? Was it just someone randomly going, ha-ha? Yeah, yeah, all along. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when, whenever there was a situation where those types of behaviours would be facilitated and the like, uh, you know, whether it was playful banter, pranks going awry, this kind of thing, you would be in, uniquely attuned towards the possibility of that. So you are registering twitches, in uh, 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 in fists or twitches in shoulders more so than you are registering any other concern because there's that kind of limbic system response. It's a similar it's a similar nature towards uh, like are you ticklish? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so am I. Right, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. I'm particularly uh, under the classic armpits and in my ribs. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's me so that when like my 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 normal kind of relaxing position when I'm watching TV with the kids or something is like this, um, because I'm in, I'm in a high backed leather chair, not a Chesterfield yet. I am working on it, um, but I'm in a high backed leather chair and it's got those kind of arm things that come round that make this thing really quite comfortable uh, uh, and the like. Uh, like Phoebe's is believe it or not, Phoebe's she just sits there with her arm in here. <laughs> it's great <laughs> yeah but like straight up like she'll move her body to the side so it kind of so it kind of stands uh, anyway so when when i'm like this every now and again uh your phoebs will go boop, and i'll be like hey uh and yeah, like yeah. and then I'll, I'll go back to this but i'll find that when i'm watching the film i'm not as focused on the film i'm more attuned to her because I'm connected yeah, yeah. deeply to this limbic system registry uh, and the like, yeah. because there's such an emotive trigger behind it. So, honey, uh, twenty eight hundred, an an abscessed tooth is a very bad smell. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I'm, I'm straight, 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 straight,
what think <laughs> think about like <laughs> this is uh, this is going to tell you a little too much about the uh, long nights of training that I spent. Right, I'm 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 not a weed smoker. I like I'm I'm heroically asthmatic, so. <laughs> be that would be like a, a, a dangerous a dangerous aspect for me so it, rather than going wandering the streets outside here because there are a lot of weed smokers outside my house and talking to them which i have done <laughs> and the like but I, I i come across as some kind of weird ci after the fact i managed i managed to find uh online an irreverent scratch and sniff ele element that gives you <laughs> For a minute, For a minute I, thought I thought you said you, said you found, found a reverend, reverend scratch, scratch and sniff. <laughs> this is this reverend scratch and sniff. Wow. You, you, you have to children. Death, Death has a distinct smell. smell. Yes, yes. Oh, Jesus. Death has a distinct smell. I, I, I mean... You find an animal, animal after a few days and you'll know about it. Bloody hell. <laughs> That's that's my that's my only frame of reference for that. The you know there was a there was a couple of moments where I've I've broken down on the motorway, and it was next to it was next to some roadkill. Yeah, yeah, and the like. That's my only frame of reference. To this yeah. stage, I've I've not actually been around uh, a dead human being, um, so I, I have no re a frame of reference for that. For my. Um, <laughs> to like, like, like the like roadkill road one, one, I think I've been on the road before, road where, where especially on a hot day, day and you oh god, Jesus Christ, Christ. with the, with the tarmac as well, it adds to it. Yeah, yeah there's it's just, just it's just like in the oven door and smelling those fresh fresh pieces, apart from those cookies are you know badger. That sounds wrong. No, I just don't know why you picked on the badger. Just badger. Just badger. You made a sex joke in your head, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mind reading. Um, Although I, I would argue you don't need to be a mind reader to see the connection that you made. Oh, I see. Alicia B, she's a, she's a hospital employee. Smell of death, and you never forget. Well, at this stage, I can only imagine. I mean, I'm 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 familiar on a on a kind of informational basis of the process of death, so I can I can imagine what it would what it would smell like. But I can also imagine that nothing would compare to actually smelling it. Yeah. Which say, say, old people have a distinct smell. smell. Mm. Sweet, sweet smell. smell apparently the skin on uh, an old person as the, the age becomes, becomes sweeter, sweeter. Uh, they don't they sweat as much but it releases a sweeter smell from their bodies, their bodies. I, challenge I challenge you to go to a care home, home and, and you know, you know think, think that come <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, Mildred <laughs> oh, oh mashed potatoes and sprouts death is a smell that is the atomized rotten body fat the fat sticks to everything. It's a very hard thing to get rid of. Oh. Oh, my. Wow. I mean, I'd I mean, love, love to, to uh, yeah, talk to someone who, you know, like you these know, people, people who go into crime, crime scenes after it's happened for the cleanup, or, you know, terrible things, kind of forensic all sorts. Crime scene cleaners have have nose blockers uh, and the like. 
okay. In that case, they, they would help me with nothing. Well, they they would be they would be able to tell you of of because it depends upon the specific kind of crime within that. If um, come on, brain, find the film. Um, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Do you remember yeah, when yeah. Um, uh, Jodie Foster's first come to that body that they've dug out of the river? They're passing yeah. around that little pot of uh-huh. to yeah, put yeah. under the nose, right? It's to make sure that they can still function because all of the smells connect to the limbic system so you can't critically analyse precisely what's happening uh, uh, in front of you and record record the uh, uh, the necessary details that you need to be able to, right? Okay. So, there is a book that you can track down if it is that you would like to uh, look into the neurobiology um, of the, of this particular stuff further. It's from the Johns Hopkins University Press in Baltimore, and it's literally called "Learning to Smell: Olfactory Perception from Neurobiology to Behavior." It's a great book. Uh, and the like. It's a great book. Um, it, it doesn't beat uh, uh, sessions with yours truly, uh, but uh, I, I, mean, I had to say it. it, it's um, it's a it's a good book, right? And so it will go f- it will go through things like um, uh, uh, the functions of the olfactory system in animals and humans, and the like. If you look at the nature of how dogs smell, using what's known as their vomeronasal cavity, you can wow. tell. Uh, you can tell their familiarity with a particular uh, uh, with a particular situation or a particular area, depending upon how they sniff something, right? Uh, uh, and the like. If if they are going for, you know, that that kind of normal breathing pattern, quote unquote normal breathing pattern, there is a familiarity to whatever they're smelling, or a familiarity to wherever they are. If you look at the vomeronasal cavity, they would have to go. Because they're trying to take in little bits of the smell to process what it is, to taste it, to figure out what it is, where it's from, uh, and the like. Okay. Just, just in a nut, in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. If you look at uh, they, the the book, will also look like um, um, uh, look at rather uh, receptive mechanisms, uh, the relationship between stimulus intensity and perceptual quality, um, odor quality, uh, sorry, odor quality discrimination in non-human animals, odor quality discrimination in humans, odor memory implications, uh, and the like. It's a great book if it is that you're looking to develop your super smeller further. But that will just give you the the, the scientific basis for yeah, how yeah. you can actually nurture and develop this when you are out in the field if you want to think of it that way <laughs> which is a which is a rather kind of robust term for going down the shops yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 and the like when you when you're coming across smells yeah if it is that there's no immediate connection to information that's already stored there needs to be a conscious activity behind it oh god what is that what is that what is that and that is a process that is not only beneficial for your super smeller, but it's also beneficial for your reasoning aspect as well, to be consistently figuring out what's going, processing information, does this fit here, does it not fit here, how can I make it work for me further? So develop those conscious connections between whatever it is, and your super smeller will develop to Burton Guster level standards. 
Well, yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it certainly helps. Like, a, a bit. It comes in use. It's not just some sort of in, you know, hell that kids can slide on. I can actually use it as a utility. Yeah. <laughs> it also it makes it a good Perfectly as a wedge, I'd imagine. <laughs> a makeshift draft excluder. Um, Alicia says, um, book looks interesting, neurobiology and psychology. Absolutely. And that's the foundation for how we make connections in information. There are there, there, there is a neurobiological feedback towards external sources that affect sight, sound, smells, this kind of thing. Uh, uh, honey, twenty eight hundred. Be forewarned. Um, let me try that. Let me try and say that more. James Earl Jones, like, be forewarned. <laughs> Once you get that advanced smeller, it's hard to turn off. I can't stand going down the detergent aisle. It's overwhelming. I I completely agree. I completely agree. Right. When, whenever it comes to particularly um, uh, gyms, uh, is another one for me. Um, be, because it's it's like I, I can smell different exercise programs, different aftershaves, different cleaning products, different creams, different hair gels, different shampoos, different deodorants, different steroids, different shoes, different personal care, and you're like, God! Oh, it'll be uh, sweat, sweat, and possibly broken your thoughts, but. That, yeah, yeah. that as well. There is a difference in the sweat smell of somebody that is, uh, and and I went over this on my on my smell course, um, which isn't a made up sentence. I did a course entirely on smelling. Um, it, it, it's. <laughs> uh which is which isn't even on sale like it's just something i did a, a while ago so it's not like a shitty sales plug it's just something <laughs> that i do <laughs> um basically there is basically there is a difference between the sweat smell of somebody that is eating healthy the sweat smell of some somebody that is not eating healthy the sweat smell of somebody who is um, of, of average height and weight, the sweat smell of somebody who is obese, but not like not like your BMI. Your BMI would lie to you, but somebody who is actually uh, obese, uh, and they like the sweat smell of different steroids, the sweat smell that comes from uh, a, a recent pr recent pre workout takings, uh, and the like. There's 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 so much uh, that comes from that. Uh, even just even just from smelling somebody's sweat. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Um, Gabe, my son. Uh, for those that don't know, Gabe, short for Gabriel. He's he's entered into his full kind of uh, teenage. Uh, 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 what's the polite way of saying lazy shit? Um, <laughs> I think that'll do. To be fair, I think that'll do. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm only joking. The boy works hard. It was his yeah, results yeah. day today. Uh, he's he's yeah. got. He's got he's got all of his uh, he's got all of his grades that he wanted. He's got into college, so my boy's on for his science courses. 
Congratulations. Proud father status oh, right here. Anyway. <laughs> so when um when he comes downstairs, uh sometimes I'll be like, just woken up if it's middle of the day, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be like, You've just put that shirt on from the floor, haven't you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the like but it, it, not even it, it's it's past the body odor because you get used to the way that smells interact like did yeah. you know that uh you can actually smell when a person has been crying in close proximity if they've been crying and then wiped it all away and then for yeah. example if you weren't looking at them because there's obviously physical you know eyes being red raw puffy that kind of thing but if for whatever hypothetical reason you weren't looking you could still yeah. smell that they've been that they've been recently crying oh there we go uh, craig's question have you ever encountered somebody with hyperosmia no uh, uh, and the like, uh, hyperosmia and anosmia, uh, and the like. If you think of it, if you think of it, an anosmia is wait, it's it's a COVID side effect. You can't smell anything. Oh no! But if you notice with the COVID side effects, it wasn't just smell; it was smell and taste. Yeah, yeah. Because because um, they're interlinked. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, neurobiologically uh, uh, and the like, but uh, no, no, I haven't. Uh, and the like, thank you, guys, Alicia and and Honey Twenty Eight Hundred and Craig. Thank you very much. I shall pass on. I shall pass on your best to him as well. Uh, he's with his mum today, uh, but next time I shall. Uh, I shall pass on your good wishes. So thank you very much. Um, but no, I, I've. I, I can imagine that uh, particularly hyperosmia would be. Wow, that'd be uh, bleeding from the eyes and ears level stress, <laughs> because you're smelling quite literally everything. My God, My God. everything. I mean, all the time you'd be able to. I suppose you wouldn't necessarily be able to to, to, to turn, turn off, off, would you? Would you? Like, no, if you just, just all the time, time consistently going. going. Yeah. Like oh, for, no. for example, uh, if you look at neuro effects, we've all we're all familiar with amnesia. And the many differing forms of amnesia, right? There is something that's known as hypermnesia, mm -hmm. which is basically where you remember everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Drink that in for a second. Some degree, but then again, again. Like, well, well, like, well, like, does that sort, sort of, of uh, get, get like, like an Egypt with people that say, you know? know hypermnesia hyper and then like the if you if you had amnesia but get rid of the a hypermnesia what does that mean for that then does that mean that you retain does that mean that you just retain that on a on a on a neurological level, it's it's different to things like having a uh, having a perfect memory or a Cervantist level memory uh, and the like, um, because like uh, these these kind of perfect eidetic, which which isn't even a real thing either. Uh, shut up, Sheldon. It's not real. We've done the research. Um, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a photographic memory. I have an eidetic memory. No, what you have is a script writer. Um, <laughs> <Suck it. laughs> boom! Um, 
anyway, so when when you look at those elements, um, the, uh, there's there's the there's the life of Luria uh, as well, which was a which was known as a, a, a mnemonist uh, in this area. <laughs> Even his elements for how much he could remember, which was as close to everything as as one could get. The, the the nature of hypermnesia is is a neurological condition that means you bring along with you everything and you can recall everything that exists yeah, yeah. wherever you go in your life on a day-to-day -day basis which is by and large why there are only a, a few cases that that have existed well let me qualify only a few cases that I've read about just to qualify um, being obsessed with memory I, I've 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 done a fair bit of, fair bit of reading on the topic, so uh, that's not to say that there might not be many more, but I haven't read about them. Um, but the, of of the people that I have read about, they end up with serious kind of psychological defects because if you imagine the bet, have you ever crammed for an exam? Yeah, yeah. That twenty four seven. God. That panic reading state, <laughs> right? That's that's essentially what it is, uh, uh, and the like. Uh, so Craig's mentioned in the comments, someone I know lost their sense of smell years ago. Literally, literally cannot smell a damn thing. Yet he says he enjoys his food. That might be a visual representation. Then, if he still has some connections to uh, what it used to be like, maybe that's just a that's just a hypothesis. Don't know, maybe. Yeah. But I, I would hate that. I would oh, hate that. I'm a foodie. Oh, oh, oh. I would hate it. Pizza and noodles dead to me. In a way, I would... Well, 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 backtrack. Pizza and noodles? Not together. Oh, okay. Okay, fair enough. Pizza and noodles. I'd be interested. I wouldn't like to, but I'm intrigued on the thought of if I did lose my sense of smell and taste, I just can't imagine a slice of pizza and not being able... To taste, taste, and just, just did, 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 it, did it affect your taste and smell when you got COVID? No, 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 me, no, me. Thank you. Um, uh, Alicia, Alicia says, We Italians often smell a smell of garlic. Um, it's easy to pick up once you're aware. Nice. Um, uh, Craig referencing uh, what we were talking about with the memory stuff before, also known as HSAM, highly superior autobiographical memory. Uh, and the like, and then uh, Honey Twenty Eight Hundred saying, um, "When I was pregnant, my sense of smell was even more heightened. I had to leave church because smelling everyone and everything was making me physically ill." Wow! Uh, I, I, again, um, that's that's the gym. <laughs> that's 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 the gym. Uh, so I I can sympathize. The one and only time I can sympathize with a pregnant woman. There it is. As in we, as in I don't know if that's the right word, but as in we've got shared pain, yeah, me, yeah, me yeah. and a pregnant woman, uh, and the like. I've uh, got an interesting one with Becky because with garlic, I don't really. Maybe it's with everyone else as well. I can smell garlic. It's not overpowering to me there, even when there's a lot of it. I can't really. I know it's there, but it doesn't really. Come at me, so mm. such. Uh, I, I can just, just taste, taste it when it's, when it's, it's an ingredient, but afterwards, yeah. it's not there. But with Becky, Becky she, she can know if I've had garlic, garlic 
she can she smell can it smell in the room, room when we get to bed. <laughs> no matter how clean my teeth, mouthwash, chewing gum, the lot. Even when they, I'll do all that in the morning without wearing a car Still smell like garlic on you. She's like, 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 like, like um I, I tell you what was a what was a particular one um my uh, my ex um uh Hannon yeah 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 um uh, the, yeah. she she tried to hide a smoking habit from me but like she'd come home from work I'd be like you've been smoking no 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 I just I just took I just took my breaks in the smoking or no you didn't <laughs> You've been smoking. <laughs> no, no, no. And then I'll go. I'll go straight upstairs to uh, yeah, have a wash and brush your teeth. Okay. You've still been smoking. <laughs> like, it's in your skin. It's in your hands. It's in your hair. It's in your clothes. Ellis <laughs> um, should be saying uh, uh, hormone fluctuations do crazy things. You goddamn right they do. You goddamn right they do. Uh, fascinating conversation regarding smell. Thank you. You are very welcome. Thank you for sticking around. Um, Matus, Matus, Matus. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Matus Guga. Um, hey Ben, what's the most specific smell you ever recognised? Oh, specific. What comes to you? Um, in the night. <laughs> most can be really specific uh, and the like but like um uh the last the last stag do i was on so not mine the the last stag do i was on uh just matt cool thank you um just matt uh, the last stag do I was on, it, it ended in a, it, it ended in a strip club, in uh, in Birmingham, uh, and the like. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, I was at the time like my my only role because I was like the last sober guy standing. My my only role at that stage was to make sure nobody got into trouble, <laughs> because a bunch of drunken a bunch of drunken guys going into a strip club. They're yeah, gonna yeah. get into trouble, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the like. So that that was kind of my role in that scenario, and I I genuinely spent most of the night just showing at, like the bouncers, the ladies, some of the, some of the other patrons. I was showing them magic tricks, <laughs> and, and the like. Um, but I was I was sat down with a couple of them, and we were talking about uh, uh, Sherlock and deduction and that kind of thing, and like because they'd asked about my tattoos. And um, so I was told them about the monographs and uh, and all this kind of thing, um, and, I, and then I ended up saying, for example, this is kind of how it works and the like, uh, and I pointed to one of the ladies as well, and then said, before you cleaned your shoes on your drive into work this evening in your diesel car, you put pet you put 
I didn't I said petrol but I meant diesel you put petrol inside of the car before you came in spray lady million perfume on the way in during your menthol cigarettes uh, and that was all from smell yeah, yeah. Uh, and like all from smell yeah as, as an FYI I had the most interesting and illuminating conversation about uh, uh, the techniques of pole dancing with these girls and the specific requirement because because I'd ne I'd never actually spoken I'd never met one at this particular stage but I'd never I'd never spoken uh, to one about the the technical aspects of being a stripper I'd met male ones before then so I'd spoken to them but I'd never actually met a female one. Um, so I was talking to them about their shoes and, and the different kinds of uh, 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 shoes that they have to wear to do different kinds of dancing and different kinds of practice, different kinds of weights in the shoes for when they're training on the poles and this kind of thing. You're like, what the fuck is this? Honest. Brilliant. Brilliant. So th th those types of situations when you can break down a, people, a person's day by smells yeah. – they would be the specific ones, but there's no there's no one particular particular element that stands out, uh, yeah, yeah. and they're like because after the fact, you know, it's it's like you you smoke Marlboros, uh, and they're like that's ve that's very specific, uh, and they're like, but that just that just comes from practice, you know. When yeah, yeah. Uh, when I used to work at uh, at Pure Gym, uh, and when we when we had the the live venue for Hero School, uh, and the like. Um, on the on the jaunt back from uh, Pure Gym towards Hero, there's a couple of times I've told the manager, that guy, that guy, that guy, they're all doing steroids, so keep an eye on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what what they, what they do outside of the gym is up to them. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but what they do inside of the gym, that's that's our business uh, uh, and the like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. in that particular situation. So that's good that's to see good where you're coming handy. handy Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. When I when I when I did uh, when I did a few dormant shifts in the uh, in preparation for the the follow up to the monographs, there there was a couple of times you get the the really good guys that go, no, I've not been drinking tonight. And yes, you have. You're very drunk. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're like. Uh, but Honey2800 rightly pointing out, pole dancing takes a ton of upper body strength and core strength. Absolutely, it does. My one and only pole dancing trick is the human flag. That's my one and only pole dancing trick. Besides, like, well, and I can attest to, to how much I want to just explode from this region. Uh, uh, and like, it's it's horrible. Try smelling various gins. Talk about complexity. Monkey forty seven is like a party in your nose. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, I I get the feeling, guys, that we could talk about this all night, and invariably we we may call back to some of the uh, the tasks and skill sets from Psych at a later stage. Um, but we're, we're yeah, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna draw this to a close, mostly because I'm hungry and uh, I want to go and have my tea. I won't lie to you, I I'm, I am hungry. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> living, living man, man. I, I'll be honest with you, I, I want to go and eat some food. Can't can't really say fair in that. Yeah, Adam's gonna go have pizza and noodles. I'm gonna go and have monkey forty seven. <laughs> so with that in mind guys I'm going to love you and leave you 
Um, it's it's goodbye from me, uh, Ben Cardle, and it's good, oh, good wow. goodbye from uh, Methuselah Honeysuckle. <laughs> Brian McFuckle features. Brian Brian McFuckle features. <laughs> on that on that bombshell, I bid you adieu. Thank you very much for stopping by, and we'll talk to you oh, again awesome. soon. Take care. Bye. -bye.